This is the Iowa State Athletics SciCast. Hi everybody, I'm John Walters. Today's SciCast is with Eric Happ. We're going to tie a bow around that great win at Oklahoma and look forward at what's ahead, not just this year, but next year for Iowa State football. We hope you'll enjoy our visit with Eric Happ. Well, Eric, you've seen a lot of games between Iowa State and Oklahoma, and I'm guessing none more memorable than the one we just witnessed last Saturday. What stands out to you most about that whole experience? Well, it's hard to pick one thing because there were so many. Uh, but like the adversity going into the game, you know, quarterback who hasn't played, uh, and to find a way to win. Not only that, but how you fall behind 14 to nothing and you're fighting uphill. I mean, there are just so many obstacles to overcome. Uh, but just the resolve of this team and, and the coaches coaching them up and the leaders leading to get them to the point where they believed they had a chance. I mean, all of it just kind of came together in a perfect storm, perfect cyclone. <laughs> exactly. It, uh, I guess as fans, are we sometimes guilty of thinking that just because a guy hasn't played that he's not good? You know, I mean, I think Kyle Kemp opened a lot of eyes and who knows what the long term will be with Kyle, but uh, he sure proved something on Saturday. Uh, he was tremendous. I mean, and I think sometimes you can make throws or have some great throws in a game, but the overall poise that he played with was just incredible. Uh, and give a lot of credit to the offensive line and how they picked up some, some blitzes uh, to keep him upright, which is a big part of it. But the poise uh, and the calm demeanor, I think. And I think it had to have a huge effect on the team in the huddle as well. Uh, but you're right. A guy hasn't played, you don't think he can play, but you know, until you, a guy's out there, uh, you never really know. And you never know what people are capable of until they're thrust into a situation. Are we continuing to see the impact of Ray Lima on an entire defense? Well, I think that's part of it. Uh, you know, you've got to be good up front. And I've been saying this for a few weeks now. I think the teams that are consistently challenging for championships have great defensive lines and they have some depth there. And I think we're seeing the real start of that at Iowa State, where it hasn't been that way. Even when they had good defensive lines, not a lot of depth. And now you're seeing those, uh, a lot of interior guys really stepping up, you know, where you can go maybe two to three deep with quality players. And then on the edge as well, guys like J.D. Wagner, Jaquan Bailey playing really well too. So, I mean, I think all those things are so important. Ray Lima, uh, you know, not very often that a guy comes in from a junior college and when you, when you get him on signing day and you say, he's the guy that will change our culture, that just doesn't happen very often. It speaks volumes for who Ray Lima uh, was before he got here and certainly uh, who he's been since he's been here. And the secondary has really improved too, and uh, we thought that would be the strength of this team. Um, but I think with the mixing and matching up front a little bit and just kind of finding the right scheme for those guys, they've, they've hit on something. Well, they have, and I, I just don't think uh, John Haycock has gotten his due. Uh, he's done a tremendous job. Uh, I thought early in the season maybe the secondary wasn't quite as good as we expected it to be. Uh, but, man, they've come back and really played, played well. But it's been uh, changing defenses. Don't give them the same look. You know, a three-man front you bring out for the Texas game, it really stymied their offense for the whole game. Uh, that, and of course, players buying in, but, but I really like the schemes and the things that John has, has done with this defense. And it, it's made it a defense that I think uh, is a competitive Big 12 defense, and that's, uh, that's a, great, a great starting point. We've seen in the history of Iowa State football some wins that were historic. Um, 
that maybe didn't lead to anything else. Do you think this one will lead to something else? Well, you know, John, I'm an optimist, so of course I do. Uh, but I think it's more than uh, you go back to some of the wins we had, you know, over Nebraska in 92. I mean, some, some really good wins, and even more recently than that. I just think this staff has a process uh, that they believe in. And number one, you get good players. Uh, and you, but to get good players, you have to recruit against some really good teams to get those players. And this staff has shown a willingness uh, to do that and, and some success in doing that. So you, you upgrade the talent level. But I just think the fact that most of these coaches came from Toledo or had been there before, they're all on the same page. I, I just see a unified uh, approach to what they're doing. Uh, and I'm seeing results of that. And I think that's like I mentioned earlier. You know, they're starting to build that defensive line. Offensive line is making strides, too. And with the guys that are sitting out this year, I think it's going to be a real strength moving forward. Those are program-building steps. And I think uh, that's why I think in the long run, is it going to result in a bowl game this year? I don't know. But it's certainly given us uh, the opportunity to be very optimistic that that's a possibility. Uh, but beyond this season, I think next year uh, and the year after that, this team is poised to really make some noise. What's really exciting is to think about the fact that last year seven or eight true freshmen played and played significant roles for the football team. This year there aren't as many true freshmen contributing at a high level that are true freshmen, but Matt Campbell's described that as his best class that he's ever recruited. That's pretty exciting if we still have some good things uh, maybe in the, in the cupboard that we haven't seen yet. Uh, well, I think so too, and I, I think there was more opportunity uh, with open – uh, space last year for guys to step up and play as true freshmen. So uh, this year, maybe not quite as much. Uh, but you know, some guys, you know, that guys like Orion Vance, maybe not injured, could have been a guy to play. But several guys have had the their red shirt uh, taken off. Uh, there's a lot of really good young players, and I think the positions that some of these guys play, uh, some of the key, you know, I mentioned the offensive linemen. You know that are all redshirting this season. Some defensive linemen that are going to be really good players. I mean, those are harder spots to break into as a true freshman, typically. So, uh, I like I like the fact that that there's some guys that are, that are playing, but the fact that maybe not as many as last year doesn't bother me at all. Another thing I love about this coaching staff is their willingness to be creative, and um, nothing shows it more than playing Joel Lanning both ways and playing him on special teams. But there's a lot of examples out on the field of, of them being creative with the way they approach things and trying to put guys in the positions to succeed. I think that's great. You know, and let's, I think one of the things you have to, to be as a great coach, number one, you have to be selfless. Uh, you have to be self-critical. And I think it starts when, when Matt Campbell says to Joel Lanning after the final game last season, uh, I made a mistake, you know, and I think that's that comes from the heart. It's genuine, and I think players really adapt to that. And they also adapt to giving guys an opportunity to to be the best they can be. That will make the team the best it can be. Like some coaches say, I'm not. Bill Belichick says, you know, I'm not looking for for great players. I'm I'm looking to build a great team, and, and I think that's kind of what Matt Campbell's approach has been. And I think that's really. Uh, to get Joel Lanning to do that, he's a unique talent to be sure, uh, unique mindset, unique skill set, uh, and a guy that can do a little bit of anything. It reminds me of a guy that was in school when I was here, George Amundsen. It was kind of the same kind of guy. He was a quarterback, running back. I guarantee you he could have played linebacker too, but he was that kind of guy. And Iowa State found ways to utilize him under Johnny Majors, and, and I think it's kind of the same thing with what Matt's doing with Joel. 
three and two right now, seven opportunities remaining in the regular season. Uh, so much out there for this football team to accomplish, and it's exciting. I mean, it's really a shot in the arm to go do what this team did at Oklahoma, I think, for everybody, to think about what the possibilities are remaining this season. Not that anybody had thought the season was a lost cause by any stretch, but now all of a sudden it's got some new life. Well, it does. I mean, so many people judge uh, your success by your ability to get to a bowl game. And, and I think going into the Oklahoma game, that had been dashed a little bit. But now you're right where you, you, know, you, you thought you needed to be to have a legitimate opportunity. I'm not one who believes that a bowl, bowl or bust this season because uh, I think the best is coming ahead. But it would be a, a great plus for this team to be able to do it. And I, I like where this team is right now. And, you know, be really interesting to see what happens on Saturday. Uh, I think it'll tell us a lot about this football team. Uh, can they shake it off? And I, I think the, the shake off the big win uh, because human nature is such that, okay, uh, take a step back. It's certainly been the nature of just about any football program or basketball program after a big win. You have, you're a big favorite, you lay down a little bit. And the coaches are preaching against that for sure. You know, it's up to the leaders of this football team to make sure that doesn't happen. And if it doesn't happen Saturday, then I think Iowa State's poised to continue to take the steps they need. Last thing we want to see is Lucy pull that football away from Charlie Brown as he's coming up to kick it. Well, if you are coming to the game Saturday or you're coming to Hilton Madness on Friday, bring some canned foods. It's the uh, Cycans Food Drive. The student athletes will be collecting those cans. And we hope to see you at Hilton Coliseum Friday night and at Jack Trice Stadium on Saturday.